and fortunately for a lot of people who have had trauma, we're very dissociated from our body. We don't know how to read those signals because we've separated from our body a long time ago. Yeah. And so part of the biggest, most important part of healing for me has been to come back into my body and to spend a couple minutes every day just being in my body. How does it feel in the bottom of my belly? How does it feel in the center of my chest? How does it feel in my throat? And to start to cultivate that skill of reading the internal signals that my body is giving me and then listening to it. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome everyone today. I have the pleasure of announcing a very special guest for you guys today that you are absolutely going to love, I'm sure. Her name is Elizabeth Kristoff and I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her and then we're going to let her share her story. So Elizabeth is an expert and uses applied neurology to move people out of pain, unwanted behavior, trauma response, and stress. She is a founder of Brain-Based Wellness, a revolutionary online platform that trains the nervous system and body to resolve old patterns, improve performance, and increase well-being. Wow. So I, I know Elizabeth. First of all, Elizabeth, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Really we are so grateful to have you. So I know, Elizabeth, that you you created this amazing, uh, this amazing system that actually helps people with trauma and so many other things, but I'm sure you didn't just all of a sudden create this. So can you share with us kind of no, your backstory? I sure did not, um, much like yourself, and I really, I'm very inspired by your story. I... Um, it came from a period of, of life breaking down and, and learning some hard lessons that then hopefully I can share with other people so that they don't always have to go through the same things to get to that place of, of healing. Um, so it all really started, I was a movement practitioner for many years. I had my own Pilates studio for 12 years and um, I have always been a mover and very interested in biomechanics and using movement to process stress and and just it's always been an important part of my life so i was working as a pilates practitioner with my own studio and in about 2014 we started using applied neurology in our studio for performance for behave um, not for behavior change for performance and for athletic um, purposes and for pain management 
because applied neurology is simply just taking the latest in neuroscience research and applying it to everyday people's lives so that you're training your nervous system just like you would train your muscles in a gym to be more resilient so that you get better outputs, you get better strength, you get less chronic pain. And we started studying then and really weaving it into our studio and into our teacher training program. And life went on like that for a couple of years for me. And I was, I really dove deep into brain research and really loved understanding how the brain governs the body and all of the outputs that we experience in our body. And um, at that time I was sober. I got sober when I was 24 and was, I had a pretty strong spiritual practice and was moving on with my life, but I was also very deep into workaholism. Um, the studio was my whole life. My business was where all of my identity came from, my safety, my well-being, my community. And so I was working really hard. I was really working myself into the ground and, um, some things happened at the time that that business partnership just wasn't in alignment anymore. And it was a difficult time financially. It became very difficult financially. And I ended up leaving the partnership and losing all of, all of my work and my identity. And it was a really, um, it was a really confusing time for me to know where to go with my life. And then at that same time, I was involved in a relationship and my partner was diagnosed with a very rare cancer around his heart. Mm. And um, we went straight into the battle of, of facing that and I became a caretaker for him. And it was a prolonged period of high stress for me. It was always never knowing if we were safe, if he was gonna make it, if the floor was gonna fall out for under us, things were financially stressful. And, um, and I started to experience a lot of really, really unwanted outputs from my own nervous system. I didn't know at the time that that was what it was, but the stress would get so bad that I would begin to black out. I experienced a lot of binge eating. I would get so tired, I couldn't even make it to bed. Um, and I was also watching him. He had pretty severe PTSD and I saw how his nervous system would get dysregulated and how it was continuing to get dysregulated from the cancer treatment. And in trying to understand what was happening to him, I started doing a bunch of research on the nervous system and on why like after surgery, would you develop um, autoimmune disease and how a dysregulated nervous system can lead to disease, can lead to problems and trying to understand his behavior, his episodes, his disease. I started to recognize myself in a lot of the books that I was reading, my behaviors, my numbing out, my dissociation, my binge eating. And I started to remember my own trauma and I started to have all these things come back to me from my life that I had completely forgotten, sexual abuse from my past and um, some, some violent times in my family and, and just stuff that happened when I was really young that I had been carrying around and internalizing in my body. And it was leading me into all these behaviors like the workaholism and the binge eating. I just hadn't realized it until I went down that rabbit hole of research for him and started to really understand and learn about somatic processing and how trauma and stress needs to be processed through your body. 
and how it's so important to heal your nervous system to overcome certain behaviors. And so then I began to really take all of the knowledge that I had used for athletic performance and for pain reduction and to begin to apply it for behavior change, to get out of those unwanted patterns of your past, to resolve the trauma and stress that lives inside of your body so that you can so that you can be different and move through the world differently and not fall into those same loops over and over again. And I just began a long process of healing, working with a bunch of different teachers, somatic practitioners, my own neuro coach, continuing to take applied neurology courses. And then when COVID came and the pandemic hit and everything shut down, I decided it was time. It was time to put all of this together and to make it in a platform that was usable and accessible for other people so that other people could learn how to heal their own nervous system and how to process stress through their body. Wow. Wow. Okay. So much. <laughs> that was amazing, by the way. So, so I'm going to go all the way back. Like at the beginning, you were talking about how they were helping them with sports and performing. How, how does this, is it shocking the nerves? I mean, what, I don't, I'm just right. curious how yeah. that all works. Nobody really has even heard of applied neurology. It's, um, it's a very new field and it's the result of the fact that we now have much better brain scan technology. So it's really only about 20, 25 years old that this has been a growing field because we've been better able to see what's happening in the brain and understand that our brains are plastic. Our brains are always changing, right? It used to be thought that you, know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And once you get over a certain age, that's the way it is. And that's not true. Our brains are always changing and they respond to the stimulus that we give them and they make adaptations based on that stimulus. So if you can give your brain different stimulus, you start to get different neuropathways created, different areas of the brain get activation and stimulus, and you can actually improve the health of your brain and your nervous system by giving it stimulus that it wants. So the way that I do that is I train people's eyes, their vision system. So we do like different drills to make your eyes actually work better so that they provide better information to your brain, train their respiration system, stimulate a bunch of their cranial nerves with like tapping or with um, movements that activate those neural pathways. And then we also work on body mapping. So sensory stimulus, and then moving your body with a lot of precise motor control so that you're stimulating the mechanoreceptors inside of your joints that give your brain a picture of where your body is in space. And the clearer we can make that picture of where your body is in space, the better your brain can make predictions. So it's really important to remember that our brain's primary job is to keep us alive. Your brain is wired for survival and it's always making the decision safe or unsafe about your actions. So if your brain feels threatened, it's going to produce outputs that try to keep you safe. Like it might tighten up your muscles so you don't have as much range of motion and therefore your movements are smaller, which is safer, or it might create pain. Pain is an interpretation of your brain that you're not safe. And it's a great way for your brain to get you to change your behavior, to interact with the world less so that it keeps you safer. So if you don't have a good body map, 
and it's hard for your brain to make predictions, it might generate pain in your body because it doesn't want you to take big steps. It doesn't want you to run around. It doesn't want you to interact as much because it's not safe. And so the safer we can make your brain feel by having a better visual system, by having a better body map, by having a better balance system, your vestibular system in your inner ear, then the more your brain trusts you to make quality movements, the more your brain trusts you to get in more stimulus in the world and to interact more. And then some of those negative protective outputs will go away, like pain, dizziness, nausea, fatigue, even unwanted behavior and anxiety are outputs of your brain trying to keep your world smaller and safer when it feels like that's what it needs to do to keep you alive. Wow. This is fascinating. I just want to say, (laughs) I I absolutely, I love psychology. It's probably one of my favorite things because just to see how our body works, our mind, our thoughts, our everything, it just, it absolutely fascinates me. So I want to touch a little bit. You said you had a lot of stress when you were going through that time and you were having blackouts. So, so stress can actually lead to blackouts where you're not having some kind of stimulus to blackout? Yeah. So what would happen for me is um, I would get very, very fuzzy, like a lot of brain fog. And then I would um, get so heavy. My body would get so heavy. So these were some indicators for me that like that was coming. And mm-hmm. then I would try to like crawl to the bedroom and it, it was extremely high stress. And not everybody has to undergo this amount of stress to know that your nervous system is becoming dysregulated. For me, I was dealing with my partner having PTSD episodes, dealing with being the only caretaker for him with cancer and also a tremendous amount of financial stress and the loss of my business all of that compiling at once. And my, my nervous system, our bodies are very intelligent. They come with a ton of ancient wisdom, right? Like there are thousands of lives lived before us that if you can think of all those lives stacked behind you, they're in your DNA Mm -hmm. and our body's internal wisdom is, is trying to keep us safe. And it knows that too much stress is deadly for your for your body. It creates a toxic environment and a dysregulated nervous system, and it leads to disease and it leads to mental illness. So your body is trying to get you to change your behavior. And for me, some people, it can use pain, but for me, I'll push through pain. I was trained as an athlete. So give me pain and I'm just going to keep pushing through it. It will, if it gives me dizziness or nausea, same thing. I'll just keep pushing through it. I'll keep pushing through it. But if I would have a binge or if I would black out, I would, I would literally just shut down. Maybe a migraine as well. That was another way that my brain found to get me to rest, to get me to stop and reduce the amount of stimulus that was coming into my nervous system because it was too much. And so my brain was just putting the brakes on and saying, you need to close your eyes and make everything quiet and reduce the stimulus coming in so that we're not pushing into this constant state of hypervigilance or hypovigilance, right? So our nervous system can go two ways. We can go up into fight or flight, which is Mm -hmm. racing heart, anxiety. And again, this is a very physiological response to stress. Or you can go down into hypovigilance, which is freeze, which is shut down. And all of those are evolutionary responses to stress. They're Prey response is freeze, predator response is fight or flight. And both are 
not places that you want to get to. So the goal is to regulate your nervous system before you either get up into that state of hypervigilance or down into the state of freeze so that you're staying in that sweet spot. So you start to learn to recognize the signals that your body is giving you sooner. If I had stopped when I was starting to feel the brain fog or when I was starting to feel heavy and just thought, man, my body is telling me that something is not okay. I need to go for a walk or do some neuro drills or take a bath or do something that makes my nervous system feel better again, then I wouldn't have pushed it all the way to experiencing such severe outcomes. So if we could just listen to our body, which I tell my clients that all the time, same thing, our bodies tell us everything about us. So if we could just listen to our body, when we, and, and, that's why certain people have extremes is because they're kind of like you were where you push, push, push. And I, I push, but I, I also know when my body's saying, okay, you need to take a break. And I usually try to, you know, listen to that because it is so powerful. So for those that are pushing and not listening, that's when you experience these extremes like you just did. Mm-hmm. Or that yeah, absolutely. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's really important to start to come into our body. And unfortunately, for a lot of people who have had trauma, we're very dissociated from our body. We don't know how to read those signals because we've separated from our body a long time ago. Yeah. And so part of the biggest, most important part of healing for me has been to come back into my body and to spend a couple minutes every day just being in my body. How does it feel in the bottom of my belly? How does it feel in the center of my chest? How does it feel in my throat? And to start to cultivate that skill of reading the internal signals that my body is giving me and then listening to it and respecting that and not pushing through it. And it really wasn't until quarantine came and I had all this space and time to sit and be with myself and to start to cultivate that's a skill called interception which just means reading your body's internal signals and that was when I really started to heal when I really came back and into my body into my breath and started to become more attuned to what my body was trying to tell me. I don't think you're the only one that that happened to, too, because COVID actually slowed a whole lot of people down so, so much so that I think there were a lot of people that didn't know how to deal with that in in a lot of ways because they, they didn't realize that they needed to just relax their body, but they were so used to that hyper, you know, action that they they just thought, oh my goodness, this isn't normal. This isn't right. I need help. And so during that time, it's interesting because I'm also an energy healer. I'm a Reiki master. And I, um, I ended up having so many clients come to me during that time because they were so like, they just couldn't handle things. It yep. was what, what they weren't used to. And so, Absolutely. yeah. So I really love that you're sharing this because I think if this could at least get some awareness out there to, to let people know, you know, listen, listen to what your body's trying to tell you, take some time to, you know, everything's kind of going towards more meditation and things like that, which I love because I've done it for a long time. Used to be thought of as weird when you used to meditate, but now it's, it's really being accepted. And I really love that because 
it's such a powerful, powerful tool. So Absolutely. tell me a little bit about your, this brain-based wellness that you have, that you've created. Uh, yeah. Is, is so, there, go ahead. Um, I mean, just like you were saying, like, it's so important for people to slow down, to meditate, to be with their breath. But if your nervous system is used to being in that state of hypervigilance and that high stress state, just like you were talking about, then that can be really difficult. If you're somebody who's because of trauma or just because of prolonged stress over time, you've left your nervous system in this high stress state for so long, sitting in meditation with your eyes closed can actually push you into fight or flight. It can feel so uncomfortable for your nervous system that your heart starts racing and you get more tension in your muscles. So what I try to do for people is give them really practical tools that they can use to help regulate their nervous system. And it's a daily practice. So you find the things that work for your nervous system, whether it's training your eyes or your balance system or your breath or your proprioceptive system. And you find the things that have a really positive response in your nervous system. And then you do those daily. You do five minutes of drills in the morning. You do five minutes of drills before you work out. You do five minutes of drills before you go to bed. And it's a constant practice of bringing the threat level of your nervous system back down, bring it back down, bring it back down. So that then those other things, those cognitive behavior changes that you want to make or the meditation or the just taking a nice walk, it becomes more possible to achieve behavior change when you're addressing your nervous system and healing your body at a really physiological level. So most of the work that I do is is in your subconscious mind. It's it's healing your brainstem and your cerebellum. It's not your higher order thinking system so much, but it's those back brain structures that are wired for survival. And if we can get those to be healthier and to function better and to feel under less threat on a second by second basis, then all the other things that you wanna change become more possible. Mm. I really, really love this. So. So you have this system that's set up where you, you just take each individual person, see what it is that they specifically need, and then you create it toward, you know, for each individual person. So it's, is it always different or is there? It is always different, but what I do is I do work with people privately and assess their, like I'll assess the way that they walk and do some coordination tasks and do some vision tasks and um, come up with drills that address the deficits in their unique nervous system. But on the site, we also just learn a bunch of drills. And what I teach people is how to be the expert in their own nervous system. So we're always assessing and reassessing. So we could even try a drill right now if you want to and just sure. see, how, see how it this is. is see great. How it feels so that your listeners <laughs> could try along and see if it feels better. So one of the best ways to get your nervous system to relax is to train your peripheral vision. Because when we're under threat, we focus, our, our vision becomes very focused on a point. So if we can work on tapping into our peripheral system and opening up our vision, that's sending a bottom up signal from your body to your brain that you're under less threat. So what I like for people to always do is assess and reassess because everybody's nervous system is really different. And 
it's really important to start to customize what you're doing for your own nervous system. So one of the best ways to assess is to just do a range of motion test. So maybe just turn your head right to left and see how much you can see out of the corner of your eyes and just notice, go inside, notice how much tension is in your neck, see how it feels and try to maybe rate that tension on a scale of one to 10. So you have something to come back to, or maybe even you can record yourself if you don't have a good internal sense of things so that you can see your range of motion. And then all you're gonna do is sit up nice and tall, relax your shoulders down, and you're gonna take your thumbs out in front of you. And then you're just gonna open your thumbs out to the side and see how far you can take them and still see them without turning your head. So your head is gonna stay facing forward. You're gonna bring your thumbs out to the side of your vision and really try to keep your thumb in your vision and then bring it back. And maybe do that like two more times and see if you can go a little bit further each time with your thumb, but keep your face facing forward and then bring it back. And make sure you're uh -huh. still breathing big, full deep okay, breaths. So Try to be breathing. Long exhale. Nice, yeah, still nice breathing. During and then one more I do time. find that I am going just a little bit further each time. Right. That's good, that's good. Yeah. So everything is a skill that you can train. And now come back, take a big full deep breath in and take a long exhale. And then reassess your neck and notice if your range of motion got any better, if you feel any less tension. Oh my goodness. This side was yeah. on my right side and got a the lot range of motion on my left side was fine, but the right side was a little stiff. After that exercise, it's like I went way over. Went I'm better. like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so you just gave your brain a little bit of stimulus that it liked, that it responded well to. And so that would be considered a positive drill for you. So you would do that in the morning to help bring your threat level down. Also, if you were going to do something that was stressful or you started to feel those internal signals from your body, like the, the brain fog, the fatigue, or the racing heart, or the racing thoughts, you would stop. And mm -hmm. you would do a drill and it would take you one minute and you would just be recalibrating your nervous system so that you're moving out of threat and then you're better able to not go into the same loops, the same behavior patterns, because you've interrupted that loop by doing just a little bite-sized chunk of, of healing for your nervous system. Wow. Isn't that, that was absolutely amazing actually, because I felt like we really weren't doing much. <laughs> And I was actually doing it, it to, to the right on. side because I, the left side, I'm a little limit, or excuse me, I was doing it to the left side because the right side was limited. So I was just doing it on one side and yet it corrected and yet, the opposite yes. side, which so is really interesting. The level of the nervous system is huh? systemic. So uh -huh. everything will get better or everything uh -huh. will get worse. Okay. And it's also lightning fast. So you can yeah. always assess and reassess if, the, if that stimulus that your body responds well to because change at the level of the nervous system happens instantaneously. So, and then you can just keep track of what drills are good for you and what drills aren't. And then we do a lot of breathing work, just slowing our exhales down. Long, slow exhales are a great way to process stress through your body and movement. So, you know, I still teach movement. That's my um, long time area of expertise and moving your body is a great way to process stress through your body as well. We're meant to move. And Absolutely. so that's really I do important yoga in the morning well. and it's fascinating to do yoga in the morning because you're stiff first thing in the morning and it just loosens everything up and you just feel amazing. So 
Yeah. Well, I, Elizabeth, I am so excited that we had you on the show today and you shared this amazing story. So um, how can people get a hold of you? Where could they find out about your program? The best place is at my website, brainbased-wellness.com. And they can actually sign up for a free little applied neurology series where they can get their own morning practice of drills and a somatic meditation to help bring them into their body. And if you just go to the website, you sign up for that and you have it for free. And that's a great way to get started, just healing your nervous system in a really manageable chunk and, and learning a little bit more about what applied neurology is and how it feels in your body. That's perfect. And you also have like a membership site. So um, you've got a code for us, GROW25. And what exactly does that membership site, what do you do in there? Like if somebody was to join? Yeah, so it was really important to me that I create something where we could do this work in community and stay accountable about doing it because I've worked with a lot of clients and we'll get them out of pain and then I see them two weeks later and I'm like, have you done your drills? And they're like, nope. <laughs> and so I wanted something where we could meet, I could see people live and work with their bodies. And so every day we meet on the site and once a week I do an applied neurology session training the vision or the vestibular system. Once a week I do a somatic reset, which does a lot of work with the cranial nerves and a somatic meditation, kind of just working on getting into our body. And then five days a week we do a movement practice. So either Pilates or toning, and there's always applied neurology weaved into the movement. So you're doing it in the warm up, you're doing it in the cool down, you're doing it between hard exercises so that people have a way to stay accountable for training their nervous system and moving their body every day. And we can do it together. I absolutely love that. That's perfect. So thank you for sharing that. So I usually ask my clients, and maybe it's just what we did, but I usually ask, not my clients, you're not my clients. So I'm so used to saying clients because <laughs> I work with clients all the time. Maybe I'll be your client. So my guest on the show today. So thank you for being a guest, by the way. And I usually ask, what is one thing that made like the biggest shift for you? during that really stressful time. So if somebody was, you know, in the midst of all of that and really needed something, what would that be? What made the biggest difference for me was getting help from outside practitioners to um, help me heal my body where I could not. And mm -hmm. so I, you know, I'm an avid researcher and I, I, thought I knew a lot about stuff, but I needed to, I needed help and I needed to have that time of making myself a priority and throwing down for myself. And so investing in my own somatic therapist and my own neuro coach and giving myself that time and giving myself someone caring for me was honestly what I feel like really saved me during that time. And then from there, I learned how to cultivate my own practices and, and come back into my body. And that would, I guess, be the other most important thing that I learned during that time was how to come back inside of myself, to not dissociate, to not leave myself and to, to really become attuned to and respect the, the ancient wisdom that is inside of my body. Uh, thank you for sharing that. That's perfect. 
Well, I enjoyed it again, Jessica. Thank you so, I just called you Jessica. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. You're so welcome. <laughs> I really you appreciate you being on the show today. I am grateful that uh, you were able to share this amazing story about your past and where you were at and how you use that. And it just fascinates me that, you know, we go through challenges in life and those challenges then tend to move us towards a solution. And yep. a lot of times those solutions we find are what we use to help other people. And so I really love your story. Thank you for sharing that today. It was beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for your work and your story. And yeah, it was a real honor to be here. Thank you so much. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.